0: Monish Deepak Shah Ji, who is going to present his paper on Sopara, an ancient port trade center and a tirtha. Good evening everyone. After such a beautiful presentation by Pratik, i hope i can do justice because he has talked about a living yatra and i'm going to talk about yatra of a place so i'm monisha my co-authors could not make it and i'm the only one presenting but before starting i would just like to thank the organizers uh, for giving us the opportunity to present our paper here so sopara now for those who are from mumbai would know that Sopara is probably the most looked down upon place in Mumbai and uh, it is a suburb of Mumbai which falls under the Palgar district today but it has an ancient past. So geographically the details are written but I will just scheme through it. Uh, It has been a a magnificent port, a trade center and a kshetra for all the major Indian religions. It has attracted people all across, uh, all through history, and it attracts scholars today. So the methodology that we had is for the Tirtha we went through the literary sources of all the three major religions. We went through the travel accounts, the inscriptional data, and other literary sources. We went through the archaeological data of the, the excavations that have been done earlier, We have conducted some explorations, some surface explorations. We have gone through maps and works of other scholars. We have done village to village surveys of the places which are mentioned in uh, other works. And we have also talked to the local people of what their idea of Sopara is. So I'll just quickly go through the Brahmanical and the Buddhist work because that has been extensively done by other scholars. So the Ma- Mahabharat mentions uh, Arjuna be, have, had visited Holy Shurparaka and then from there he went to Dwarka via the sea route. It is believed that Parshuram, the sixth avatar of Vishnu, created Sopara and he, uh, you know, he uh, made, uh, created Sopara with ample natural supply. So the people have, don't have to worry about their subsistence. He also shielded it with, the, uh, with his axe. That is why it is also called as Parshwaram Tirth. There are other references in various uh, Puranas and Mahatmyas like Nirmal Mahatmya or Trimbakeshwar Mahatmya which uh, describes the vrata and the tapa at Sopara which leads to Pap Vimochan. According to a legend, uh, a 17th, 18th century legend uh, associated with the Peshwa period, Kundat Agashi, which is still there, a, an else Rashtin from Sangli commissioned a Kundat Agashi, uh, stayed there for a few days, dipped in it and his illness was cured. As we have heard in the afternoon that uh, some link between illness and yatra uh, during the wellness uh, session, so this would be some link. Uh, The Adi Shankaracharya temple at Nirmal is believed to be the Samadhi of Shankaracharya. Though it is a bit controversial, but then uh, it is the 17th, 18th century Shankaracharya from Dwarka. Now we go to the Buddhist references. So Buddhists also regard uh, Sopara as one of their most uh, important Tirthas. So Buddha is believed to have visited Sopara during his lifetime. Buddhist tradition also mentions that in one of his previous births, Buddha was bo- born as Bodhisattva Suparaka. Now Avadan mentions that is visited, visited Shravasti and invited Buddha to come to Sopara. Buddha visited there and converted a Brahmanical sage and 500 widows to Buddhism. Now this association, association with Buddha shows that the importance that uh, Buddhists had for sopara or Suparaka or Surparaka, that at, as it was known the uh, sri lankan text of mahavamsa mentions that ashoka sent one of his missionaries dhammarakshita who was a yavana yavana meaning a greek or a bactrian to sopara to propagate buddhism in apranta that is modern day konkan Now it is believed that Dhammarakshita made Sopara as his base and spread uh, Buddhism across western India from there. The same text also mentions that the first Sihalis king of Sri Lanka, Vijay, sailed from Soparaka. Now we move towards the Jain references. So Jains also regard Sopara as one of their most important Tirthas. Paumacharyam, which is the Jain version of Ramayana, mentions Sopara as one of the places conquered by Lau and Kush amongst other places. The mythical king, Shripal had married uh, Sopara's king, Maa daughter, Tilak Sundari. Sopara is regarded by the Jains as one of the oldest lady of Shatrunjai. Now Shatrunjai is, uh, most of the people can associate Shatrunjai with Palitana. So the, uh, the theory that Palitana, modern day Palitana is basically the Shatrunjai hill. So according to the Jains, Adinath's eldest son Bharat Chakravarti created the foothill that is at Taleti at Sopara. It gradually changed and there is a myth associated with it. Gradually shifted place and today it is at Palidana. And uh, I mean there, there is some link to it that the Jains believe. Ashoka's grandson, Samprati, who was an ardent follower of Jainism, gave patronage uh, to the monks and also facilitated for safe travel of sadhus. It is believed that the four kullas out of which the 84 gachas of Shwetambar Murtibajak Jains that came into being, was also formed at Sopara in the first century of the common era by uh, Acharya Vajra Sensuri. Acharya Yakshadev Suri is believed to have conducted Agam Vachana in the first century uh, because there was a uh, 12 year famine, according to the text, and the idea of Agama was getting lost. So, he had conducted an Agam Vachana, and uh, according to the estimation, uh, more than 1000 sadhus and sadhvis had uh, taken part in the Agam Vachana. It also mentions that when the uh, Vachana was conducted, a lot of traders were already settled in Sopara. Now Acharya Prabhasuri, Suri in, uh, I mentioned that Sopara was one of the 84 most important Tirthas for the Jains and a Jivit Swami murti of Adinath was being worshipped. So Jivit Swami murti according to the jaina tradition is a murti which was being made when the Tirthankar was still alive. Apart from these various historical figures as we will see ahead uh, have association with Sopara. Now we look at the cave inscriptions, These are most, most of the people are aware of it, I will just pass through it. Uh, Sopara is mentioned in a lot of uh, inscriptions in western India. Uh, like we have in Karle a donation being made by Satimita uh, along with his uh, uncle's relics, Baddana uh, Dhammutaraya, which indicates that uh, he belonged to the Dhammutaraya sect ushav inscription from nashik caves uh, records donation made by him for uh, guest house uh, being constructed for the brahmanas nani garden kaneri uh, inscriptions also record do- uh, donors from sopara traveler accounts now what is a yatra without a traveler so sopara has been luring foreign travelers from all across the world we are aware of the periplus of the Eritrean Sea, uh, giving detailed accounts of the seasons and the geographical uh, contours of Sopara. Also Ptolemy records about it. Then we have Russian, uh, sorry, Persian, Arab and African travellers. So this, in, uh, these travel accounts also mention that Sopara was linked to the hinterland, hinterland via Thane and Kalyan. Uh, there is some link between uh, Baruch, that is a Brugukacha and Sopara as well. So, in a way, I would say the uh, I guess the uh, storytellers are already gone. But Sopara was a traveler hub way before modern day travelers started using Wanderlust. So, if they were present today, probably Al Biruni would have you know posted on Instagram with Wanderlust from Sopara. You would have tagged in at uh, checked in at Sopara. Now, Indian accounts. The 8th century Jain text, Kuvalai Mala mentions a Shristeen from Takshashila had come to Dakshinapatha and uh, had come to Sopara uh, along with his horses for trade. It gives a detailed account of the various breeds of horses that are present and uh, which should be there. It also mentions uh, various clubs, uh, the bankers that are there at Soparya. Historical figures like Vastupal and Tejpal, who were ministers of the Solankis. had also commissioned some temple constructions and had taken various yatras to Sopara. Uh, They were also born at Sopara, there are references for it. Now yatra, if if we consider uh, Kashi, so a a person who is at Kashi can go to some other place also for a yatra, so there are outward uh, uh, accounts. So in 12th century, a Konkan delegate from Sopara Tejikanta was sent to Kashmir for a literary congress. A bronze votive image from Sojitra in Gujarat uh, mentions the the donor who who had hailed from Sahuwala, that is Sopara. Sri Sopara Vignaptika, is a beautiful poem uh, belonging to the 13th, 15th century in in Maru Gurjara style. Uh, it is a beautiful poem which describes, uh, which is a memoir of a traveller. It describes again Sopara as a Tirtha and mentions the jivit Swami Murti. It equates that visit to Sopara uh, is equivalent to visiting 68 Tirthas. It beautifully describes the geography of Sopara and uh, a lot of uh, plantations uh, men- are mentioned here. A lot of these fruits and flowers are still being cultivated at Sopara and we all know that Vasa is one of the hubs for bananas. Various forms of worship like Ras, Bas, singing and dancing are also mentioned. Now a beautiful take on it would be that in uh, today's time, Jains have certain restrictions on Ras and Bas and dancing but then this was a form of Bhakti back in the 13th, 15th century and it is mentioned in the Vignaptika. The journey described is both physical as well as transcendental for the yatrik. Uh, another important aspect uh, in this vignaptika is that uh, the, the poet describes uh, the deity and, uh, and the n- nature with the same affection. There The various names of Sopara that we find, archaeological sources. Uh, the biggest testament of uh, Mumbai, the historical testament, is in the form of eight and the ninth Ashoka edict that uh, was found at Sopara. Uh, Bhagwanal Indrajit during excavation also found eight metal images of Buddha and relics and other artifacts were found during the excavation. Apart from this, a lot of pottery and coins have been found at Sopara, and uh, more work is being going on at Sopara. A lot of votive images are found in the vicinity of the buddha stupa which indicate that yatriks uh, would be coming there and uh, donating once their uh, wishes are fulfilled. A lot of kichakas are lying around in the uh, next to the stupa. So does that indicate that some form of temple structure would have been there? So this is the 8th Ashokan Edict which lies uh, with the CSMVS museum. Uh, you can see the buddha stupa at the bottom. These are the kichakas or the bhar Bahwa- as they are known in other regions of India. Uh, at the bottom you can see the votive stupa. There are a lot of votive stupas that are found, which indicates the hordes of people who would have been coming there. Remains around the Talab and the Gas village. A lot of uh, remains are still found. And I will just uh, go through the picture so you get a better idea of it. The first image is of uh, a peculiar image of Agni riding the ram. Then there is a full-size Brahma image that can be found next to the Chakreshwar Thalao. You can see the Gajalakshmi image. There is a Jainambika, Hariyara image, Mahishasura Mardini, Surya image, Uma Maheshwar, Ganesha. I could not include all the images here but a lot more has been found. Now here we can see and in the first image, you can see the old temple plinth. Now this is next to the Chakreshwar temple and this is uh, old temple plinth in the Takipada region which I will be showing in the map. And this is the region from where in Takipada where a lot of uh, remains of a Jain temple are also found. The bottom image that you see of a lintel of a Jain temple uh, is found from the same Takipada region and is my co-author Siddharth Kala is a great field worker. Now in the last image, I don't know if you are able to see it clearly, but debris are found all across Sopara. Recent findings that we have come uh, come across. A Surya image made in marble dating in, uh, to the 15th century has been found. And this image has the reference of Modagnati as uh, Sundaramam had mentioned earlier. Seven bronze Tirthankar images from the 15th and the 16th century ha- have also been found. They are lying with the, in, uh, cu- under the custody of Agashi Aga- Jain Sang. A Vishnu image of, uh, with dashtavatar depiction uh, supposedly f- belonging to the 11th 12th century has have been found. A Ganesha panel from the medieval period have also been found. The inscriptions on the Surya image and the bronzes indicate the presence of the Jain trading community in the region during the 14th to 16th century supporting the idea that it was their Tirtha Kshetra and the merchants thrived there. So this is the Surya image with the inscription. This is the Dashavatar uh, Vishnu image, which was found uh, roughly a month back, and the Ganesh panel at the bottom. These are the seven bronzes that were found, uh, which are lying in the giant trust. This is the details of the uh, bronzes. Interestingly, ma'am, you would like to know that two of the bronzes also mention Modagnati. Now we look at Sopara as a trade center and a port. So, earlier references that I showed also indicate that SOPARA was a trade center. Various myths and legends associated with SOPARA refer to maritime trade and also the protagonists in a lot of uh, myths uh, are involved in some form of trade. Even as I mentioned Mala it mentions horse trade with m- much detail. Does it indicate that the community, the Jain community back then was involved in some kind of horse trade? Sopara is also not far away from Godbandar and uh, as the name suggests Godbandar uh, was associated with uh, trading of horses. So was there some link between that? Again Sopara was linked to Nashik Paitan, Ter, Nane Kalyan and Thane for the purpose of trade and donations made by merchants uh, uh, at various caves are testimony to it. One peculiar mention that we came across of trade is that of a Kalal by a Jain Sadhu. Now Kalals are basically the ones uh, involved in uh, making and trading of alcohol. Now a Jain Sadhu commenting on uh, Kalal is something very peculiar. He also mentioned that the people involved in Kalal were not looked down upon or banished from the society but had the right to share their meals with the people in the society. Now such an acceptance and such a commentary by a Jain monk indicates the richness and the diversity of the thriving culture at Sopara. Now we look at at, at Sopara from the port perspective. So as I already mentioned the Periplus and Ptolemy's account indicate that it would have been port for almost 2000 years. The discovery of caves at Edwan by Dr. Suraj Pandit and Siddharth Kale indicate that probably those were the watchtowers marking the northernmost periphery of Sopara. A stone anchor was uh, found by my co author uh, last year and from Gas Village, and it has a masjid named Bandar Masjid near it. Does it have some relevance with the stone anchor? I'll show in the uh, maps as well. Remains pointing towards the shipbuilding at Bolinj and Agashi have also been found. Sopara, being a thriving port, was also one of the reasons why Portuguese tried to get hold of it. Sopara continued being a prominent port on the west coast till siltation, which was already happening gradually over the centuries, suddenly accelerated due to rapid urbanization during the British and the modern period. Now, this is the map of Sopara. This is the Bandar Masjid. Okay. 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 See so this is the Basna Bandha Masjid. This is the site from where stone anchor was found. This is the Padmavati temple where a lot of debris from Jain temple are found. This is the temple plain which I showed earlier and from here the lintel and the other Jain images are found. The Suri image was also found in this region and down below here the site of gas so this is where a lot of Hindu images are found an overview of the this site from above now as you have seen this area this is the Sopara Stupa, Buddha Stupa I will again show now this is the ancient channel this is the sea These are the, this is the channel right now and here you have seen the gas site so probably The scholars have already worked on it. This was the ancient course of the water channel through which the ships would have come in. And since this is the site, probably a port would have existed here. So the the ships would have gone from this side till here. And you can see the water body here. So this would have been a, site, a port site and since it was a port site we can find you know overlapping data from all the three major religions here. And as I mentioned the banda Masjid near the stone anchor. This is a celebration process depicted by Savita Ghata in her work. Talking to the locals, I will just uh, quickly complete this, so we have talked to the locals and a Jain merchant from Sopara mentioned that his family had come 120 years ago and their family was involved in trading of betel nut leaves. There, there, was, uh, other, there were other merchants who were already residing there and as I mentioned in the Vignaptika earlier, uh, the Vignaptika also mentions uh, cultivation of betel uh, nut leaves. Another and Brahmin also mentioned that the Brahmins were, had already settled there. Post-Portuguese period, a lot of Brahmins were being invited by the uh, Peshwas uh, to teach people, uh, to educate people in their way of life. People also said that till a few decades ago, the coast was used for smuggling, indicating some form of maritime activity in the, uh, till the recent times. Interpretation and discussion, I would not conclude but I would uh, leave the, uh, it more open. So an ancient emporium, uh, the literary references along with the overlapping material from all the three major religions in, uh, depict the multicolored past of Sopara. The fact that Ashoka sent his Yavana missionary indicates that some form of population was alwe- uh, was already there, also the wide acceptance of Kalal indicates that it was a cosmopolitan, uh, cosmopolitan society of the day. The way travelers from across the world and all walks of life visited Sopara indicates that it probably wasn't just a cosmopolitan society, but it was an ancient emporium. And the three pillars which made Sopara what it was. So the monks are supposed to live in isolation, but why are all the major caves or religious centers along the trade routes? What does one do with all the surplus or the produce that one has? what does one do with all the excess wealth that they have accumulated so people get curious after they have done enough also in the agrarian economy that we have and till recently the change in the uh, we had uh, rainfall and it it led to you know the damage of crops so what would people do in the uh, in the uh, cases of such calamities they would obviously turn, uh, turn to religious institutions. So the religious organiza- organizations would not have survived without the patronage of the kings or the wealthy communities. Also, if there was no port, uh, how would they export all these goods and generate more wealth? Once you have excess, then your subsistence requirements, it makes you more curious and you indulge in something which is more than mundane. it religious activities or something to satiate your curiosity, it makes you a Tirtha Yathrik on a transcendental face. These are the people uh, to acknowledge. I could not mention Bharat, uh, Bharat Adhya and Kendra because the slide was made earlier. And thank you for being yath- uh, fellow yatriks with me on this presentation for the past 20 minutes. Thank you. Thank you very much. With this, we complete all the papers of the day. This last session was so revealing, so eye-opening. The Tipus Ford paper was unique in the sense it was the only paper covering the painful experiences of uh, Hindus through the yatra, very terrorizing yatra by... a very uh, terrorizing king.